You're listening to MeSearch, a podcast featuring Filipino perspectives. In this show, we talk to trailblazers, business leaders, and bosses in the community to find out more about what they do. Join us as we learn and get to the bottom of things. Stay tuned. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, everybody. Hello to everyone in the Kumu chat because we are hanging out on Kumu. We sure are. At this very moment. So, yes. For folks listening at home, not currently in the chat, Kumu is one of the top social media apps in the Philippines and and abroad focused on the Filipino user. Um, and we surely appreciate what it's doing to um, uplift voices like ours and other Filipinos in the community and across the globe. So, Heck yeah. Thanks to Kumu. And um, yeah, we were just talking about Ashley Simpson. What was the song that uh, you and your husband are trying to bring back? On a Monday, I'm waiting. But Tuesday, I'm fading. But Wednesday, I can't sleep. <laughs> so good. Did you and Mike sing, like, harmonies and stuff? No. We still need to work on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe we'll bring that. Maybe maybe you and Mike can work on that for the next Kumu Live or something. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I interrupted you. What is the song called? Uh, the pieces, the pieces, pieces of me. <laughs> pieces of me. <laughs> That's a – you did a very good job. I Thanks. So, I maybe this is an, an unpop maybe this is an unpopular opinion. Yeah, but I feel like the music, like looking at just the music uh-huh. and what was released, I feel like Ashley Simpson had better music compared compared to her sister Jessica Simpson. Even though probably Jessica Simpson was like a much better vocalist, although she did kind of some weird things like <laughs> when she sang. I think overall. As mm-hmm. a singer, Jessica was probably – she had a better instrument, but I think, like, music-wise, Ashley probably had a better product. And I don't know if that's, like, because of the type of voice she had. It was more suited to, like, pop at the time or uh-huh. if she just worked with better producers. But that's my hot take on, like, 2000s music. Totes, totes. Uh, hold on. I'm going to turn off my heater real fast. Okay, cool, cool, cool. While you're doing that, I'm going to say hello to the folks in the chat. Hello to Ryan, uh, Rin Sapphire, Michelle Aguirre, Mom Shira, Zarina's back. What it do? Paul, Paul Usan, Salem, Remy, another person named Crystal, and Sai Mansut. I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing any of this incorrectly, but I'm doing my best. I swear I'm doing my best. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm doing, I'm my, doing best. my best. <sighs> well, welcome everybody. Welcome. In the in the spirit of two thousands music, I also want to call out. I was taking a drive today. <gasps> okay. Just you know, hanging out in my car. Yeah. And TLC No Scrubs came out. Uh huh. I mean, it, it started playing on the radio, and I was like, whoa. God, this song is so good. It's so good. Although I know it came out in like 1998 slash 2000. Sorry, 1998 slash 1999. 
Oh my gosh. So it's not quite 2000s, but like, man, that was a good ass song. It's got that thousands vibe. It was very futuristic. So yes, I would say it was 2000s, even though it was 90s. (laughs) Because like, if you remember, if anybody was um, around at that time, because I know that some of our some of our listeners might be too young for that. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Or maybe they were like toddlers or something. But the music video was so like sci-fi. Yes. They were in like this spaceship or something. And they were wearing like, oh, I want to call them alien suits. But they're not quite alien suits. It's very galactic. Galactic. That's galactic a great way to explain forward. it. Yes. Galactic forward. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Love it. I love, love. it. It. Um, I want to quickly go back to Jessica Simpson. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me all about your thoughts about Jessica Simpson. Okay. So when she came out, I remember being like, oh my gosh, she is a powerhouse vocalist. I right? thought so Cause she, too. Because she could belt. She could really belt. And I think back in the day, more so people were more interested in how high you can go up the scale and belt things out. Uh, Um, Do you feel that way? Yes. I think it's because, like, in the 2000s, the artists at that time were very much trying to emulate, like, Whitney Houston, Mm -hmm. Mariah Carey. And they were just trying to be caricatures of that type of genre. Absolutely. And it was very much like, let me just belt so much. Let me just <laughs> run so much. Uh-huh. I mean, these days there are still there are singers that do that. Um, they do it very well, though. But I think pop, the pop music of the early 2000s was just very keen on those little pieces of Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston of the time. Yeah. But... So, listening back, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I saw, um, I saw a performance of Jessica Simpson going around on TikTok. Also, I'm on TikTok, but I'm not, I'm not really following anyone and I'm not making content. I'm just here to look at stuff. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You're just a wallflower on TikTok. Yeah, that's been my jam. I'm a wallflower on social media these days, except for food stuff. Anywho. So, there's a performance with her and Jewel, and she's performing. Oh my god! Save your soul. <laughs> I know exactly I'll what you're bus, talking about. I'll <laughs> you know what I mean? And she's like doing weird things with her face and with her body. Yeah, it's which like- I get because like I kind of do some similar things if I'm like recording in the studio because it gets you to make sounds in a way that sounds good for the recording, but it's not. It's not cute in a live performance because it's like, what is that person doing? Like, I I think of John Mayer Uh as like the male equivalent, but also he like is very good live. He's very talented. He's very, yes, he is very good. Very, very good. I mean, Jessica Simpson's very good, but also like when she sings live, it's like, I think it's like doing too much. I think John Mayer, he like looks weird, but he's, it's, it's. It's good. It's like just enough weird face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and then I started listening. And then I went down this Jessica Simpson rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I started listening to I Want to Love You Forever, 
right? And I used to love that song. But listening back, I was kind of just thinking about how all of these choices serve the song. And I think now, musically, I'm more interested in how artists choose when to riff, what the riff is, and also like placement, like what kind of placement are going are you going to use on this specific line or this specific word to make me feel even more? Back yeah. then it kind of just felt like, let me show you what I can do, you know? Yeah, it's like 100% every single line instead of like, let me just relax and like emote. <laughs> yeah. Relaxed but, thing. Yeah. So I was listening to I Want to Love You Forever and it was just so like I don't I don't know if it, it felt like forced epicness, you know, and I was I'm just like girl <laughs> forced girl, epicness. Forced epicness. Ladies. Oh my <laughs> You are so good at like impersonating the Simpsons. <laughs> it was just so like it was so intense, but I'm like, girl, you just like I don't know, like it's like strong but like soft and like I'm not too sure what you're trying to like tell me or like what mood I'm supposed to be in. It's kind of like this like ah, but ooh, but ah, but ah. you know what I mean? So Yes. And I feel like that was also just like the aesthetic back then like really like overemphasize like every feeling you've got. Yes. And maybe it was like they were trying to emulate artists, like the sounds of other artists, right. instead of just trying to sound like themselves. Yeah. Because I feel like the low the 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 soft parts of, of Jessica Simpson are very much like she's trying to be Tony Braxton. Uh-huh. Or Mariah Carey when she's like you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was, I'm like, I'm not bagging on Jessica Simpson. Simpson? It's just the aesthetic of the time. Yeah, I feel the like they did her time. dirty. I, huh? I said, I feel like they did her dirty a little bit. They did. They did. Just like so many, like, women in entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Um, because, but I want to say that I was also guilty of that. I was literally trying to be Christina Aguilera in 2000. I literally copied her um, Grammy performance of um, I Turn to You into What a Girl Wants for like a talent show. Okay. And so I like cut, like it was on a cassette tape. Okay. Like my, uh-huh. or. No, yeah, it was a cassette tape. I don't think it was on a CD. It might have been on a CD. I'm not too sure. Anyway, I cut it. You recorded yourself? No, I recorded the karaoke so that it was like half I turned to you into what a girl wants so that I could do the whole like thing. Oh, And it it, was like, I was very Christina Aguilera like wannabe in... High school. Do you still have like a favorite run that she does or that she did? Yeah. That, can you demo? Yeah. Later on, she did uh, uh, like acoustic version of Come On Over. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I mentioned this to you in one of the, the episodes. I remember. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Wait. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. That's what she does. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh, uh. Ooh, nah, nah, nah. 
Uh, oh, yes. Hey. Oh, I can't. Well, something like uh, to the effect of, hey, 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 oh, no, something like that. I don't know. It goes, no, 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 no. Wow, wow, wow. Anyway. Oh, my God. We're, are we spending too much time on 90s, thousands um, vocalists? No, this is just the right amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we transition to another segment? Yeah, props to all the 90s, thousands divas. Heck yeah. Because, um, you know, they said, hey, we're here and we're going to sing the way we want to sing, however yeah. that may be. And I hope, and I hope they y'all find- got paid. Yeah, and I hope y'all got paid. And if they're still doing music, I'm really excited to see like the art that they make now and in the future and see like how they evolved as artists because if we've been emulating a little bit i want to see like can we find like your voice like can we hear your voice i'm excited you know who's doing that now okay this is the last thing that okay I'll, yeah i'll <laughs> say about like the the pop artists of the 2000s mandy moore like is doing <sighs> she was doing a lot of like the emulate and trying to sing like big ballady kinds of songs mm-hmm. similar to like Jessica Simpson, but that's not her voice. No. But in recent years, she's released kind of like folky stuff, which I think yes. is better suited for her voice. And she also really does Disney songs very well. Ah, like when I she know. was entangled, she's mm-hmm. a, she was a great Disney princess. Yeah. But anyway, and a great actress. Oh my God. I love Mandy Moore. I love the Mandy yeah. Moore moment. And I love be- that she's still relevant. Yes. This is us. Love do you it. remember do you remember that song um on the soundtrack of Walk to Remember? It's gonna be love, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be more than I can take. I'm sorry, I don't remember that. Damn it! Oh my god, I love <laughs> that song. And then um the the music video is just so like she was like in this black background and there was like green like lasers happening but it's like is this um is this indicative of you being in heaven singing to chad michael murray (laughs) oh my god chad michael murray (laughs) that freaking name oh my gosh i know we said we were going to transition to something else okay sorry 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 (laughs) okay 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 sorry anyway i just we just love 2000s music yeah all right so that End, end. <laughs> yeah, end, end, cut, <laughs> cut. What is the deal? What is the dealio? <laughs> because what's the dealio? we are from the thousands and we say, what's the dealio? Yeah. We're in the 90s. Well, we're 80s babies. 80s but. babies, yeah. Hello to everyone. There's a lot of people in here, so um and we we're kind of short on time, but we just want to say hello to everybody. Everyone here, thank you for joining us. Thank you for following us. Please make sure to uh click on follow if you're not following us now and follow us on all our social medias. Uh we'll bring back all our handles at the end of the sesh, the meeting, yeah. the hang. The hang. Me search but, Monday hang. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, I've got a question for you. Okay. We're gonna switch gears. Switching gears. Because I we're just like gears. in these in these hangouts, I love that we're just hanging out and getting to know each other on a deeper level. I like right? that too. Yes. Yeah. So 
I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Um, what is a work of art or book that has changed your life? A work of art or book that's changed my life? Yes. <sighs> Man. I don't. Hold on. I have to think about this. I have to think about this. Can we pass me? Can you answer this one first? Yes. Okay, go for it. But I'm going to be so annoying about this again. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're not annoying. Stop No, it. <laughs> okay, thank you. Stop that. Stop that self-hating talk. Only I can talk. be self-deprecating. Okay. No, you can't. Um, geez, there's a couple books that I have that have changed my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> what's, the, is- what's the one that you most recently finished? Guess. A cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my um, god. Cast, I'm sorry. The Origins of Our Discontents by Isabel Wilkerson. Yes. Okay. How are you liking the book, by the way? I love it. It's such an easy read. It is. It's an easy read, and it's like, it looks intimidating because it's like so many pages. But yeah, it's very quick to read. Like a chapter is like 10 pages, and that's kind of like how I've been pacing myself. Like every day, just read 10 pages. It's opening my eyes to how our history in the U.S. is very similar to the dark histories that we are more familiar with in other Mm -hmm. countries. And I think that's because it's so easy to demonize outsiders and not be critical of our own history of of like what has happened in this country. And I think there are some, some things that they talk about in the book that yes, we're all very aware of, but like putting it in the context of like similar situations, like Germany, for example, mm-hmm. with like the Holocaust and, and whatnot, it like puts it into a perspective where we can really digest the gravity of what has happened in this country and like the long term impacts of what has happened. Exactly. So y'all should read it. Sorry, I like oh my answered God. the. I like spoke for you. No, no, I'm. I I asked you what you were thinking, and like that pretty much sums it up. Like I feel like this book is so important because it really forces you to look at this mirror that is part of us, United States as well, because we live here, and it's nice to like hold up that mirror and see like, okay, this is this is who we are as a country. And I think oftentimes, just like for ourselves, sometimes we don't like to look in the mirror and see what <laughs> see what's yeah. going on, you know. And, and so much of of that, um, so much of of how we navigate these hard things uh, when it comes to our history of the United States, I feel like that's something that we also have a hard time doing with our own personal histories and our Filipino history, of course. Um, and we talk about that a lot on this show. So um, I think just generally speaking, and I feel like we've said this again, you can't fix things unless you acknowledge it. I think this book is a very well-written reflection of our shit. Um, and, um, I think it, it, it's accessible to so many people. 
It's an easy read. It's a personable read so that you could really, one, empathize and also learn in a way that doesn't feel like you're sitting in a classroom or you're reading this heavy book, which is, it is heavy, but like, I feel like Isabel Wilkerson writes in a way where she's with you in this journey. I also like that there are a lot of little stories like sprinkled throughout, like separate stories. So it's almost, you can even like read it out of order, kind of. Yeah. So that you can like just digest one individual story at a time and then like cumulatively, like having read all of those stories, it lets you in on almost like your positionality in this country like where you fit in the hierarchy of things and how mm-hmm. you can how can you push how you can push back how you um even like reinforce the systems at play unconsciously yeah. yes <laughs> yes especially yeah. us as filipinos where our culture ha- has anti-blackness ingrained into you know, our systems because of colonialism. Um, I think it's very important, especially us as Filipinos, to acknowledge where we kind of live in this history, in this hierarchy, how we how we connect with the Black community. Also, on that note, happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. Yes. Let's acknowledge that and celebrate. But we should always be celebrating Black history and our um, Black community and our Black leaders and everyone who's paved the way. Because honestly, y'all, a lot of our rights and things we've been afforded in this country have been because of the fight of the Black movement um, and these incredible figures who have given us a lot of the freedoms that we have today. As people yeah. of color. Agreed. What about you? Any thoughts? What? A, a, a work of art, a book, anything, a song? That um, has... Creed, Can You Take Me Higher? <laughs> <laughs> can you take me higher? Did they take you higher, Bill? To a place where black men see. Damn. Um, they took you there. They, they took they you did, there. They took me there. They Speaking of like two thousands music, <laughs> Actually, that was, I think that was nineties as well. I can't really. I don't know. Maybe like late nineties, early two thousands. Um, that's not what I wanted to say though. <laughs> <laughs> that's just it. Just came to mind because we were talking about music earlier. I think in recent years, one book that stood out to me is Brown Skin White Minds um, by yes. EJR David. Uh, Dr. David. Um, and I think it's it reminded me of like a lot of conversations I've had with people who are perhaps more connected to like advocacy groups and like uh, community organizing. It, it it helped me to understand the diversity and the resilience within the Filipino uh, community, specifically in the US as well. Um, and also like reminded me that there's like internal like implicit biases within ourselves Mm -hmm. um and like some almost like self 
hate in a way that we have to grapple with because of like centuries of colonialism. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in that book, they talk about colonial mentality specifically. Yeah. And it's intense because there are things that are very normal in the Filipino, in the Filipino community, in the Filipino American community. Um, But it's like, Unless you look at it with the lens of, like, colorism or, like, colonial mentality, it's very normal, but it's also, like, kind of weird. Like, this fascination with trying to be closer in proximity to whiteness. hmm Why? 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 <laughs> why? I mean, we know why, but, like... Yeah. But why? <laughs> we need to love ourselves, you know? Yeah. And I so. think that's very hard to do. A lot of us grow up not knowing that we're hating on ourselves. I yes. didn't know I was hating on myself. I did not know. And then later on as an adult, it's kind of like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? There's, There's definitely a lot of moments I think back on in my life where I'm like, man, like you said some stupid shit. Like you're a hater. <laughs> like yeah. they talk about crab mentality a lot in like other um, – conversations related to like filipino culture like the toxic part of filipino culture like crab mentality comes up a lot and i think that in particular has to do in part with colonial mentality because it's like you feel that there's not enough good things to go around you feel like you're not good enough all because you know you're set in a place in life that is far away from whiteness And, like, for some reason, that is the goal. To, like, become more in line with what is acceptable to white people. What is, Mm -hmm. like, digestible to white people with a white lens, with a white gaze. We need to get rid of that. We need to get rid of that. So, like, everyone tuning in from wherever you are across the globe. Um... Let's change our standards. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, it's it's also kind of a weird thing because, like, there's this concept of, like, performativity and, like, if you perform something long enough, that becomes who you are. So, like, yeah. for folks like us in the U.S., we've performed this, uh, like, American culture so much that it is ingrained within our own identities. So, like, how can we separate like, what is American versus what is Filipino? It's just mm-hmm. a very, like, tricky space that we have to uh, navigate through as Filipino-Americans. And I think what, uh, going back to Dr. David's book, I think what he does a great job of calling out is that it's not necessarily that Filipino culture is superior to all cultures or that any culture is superior to all cultures. It's that we need to be critical of why we think the way that we think And we need to examine why we put down one culture and accept others. Like, we need Mm -hmm. to just ask ourselves, like, why is it that we are so easy to accept one thing and so easy – like, why is it so easy to reject another or, like, put down another? That we should dehumanize that side of ourselves? Like, no, we shouldn't because there is no right way to be human, but we just have to – look within ourselves and just ask like, where are these attitudes and beliefs coming from? So that when we live our lives, we can be like, 
authentic and happy and like do our best to not hate other people. <laughs> yeah. And something yes. similar to like how you were talking about Isabel Wilkerson's book, it like taps into your sense of empathy. I think Brown Skin White Minds does the same thing because we are so easy to hate ourselves growing up in a country that tells us you have to hate your brown skin. Mm-hmm. So you have to just like almost have an out-of-body experience and it helps you become more empathetic to other cultures. Yeah. Like why? Ask why. Um, a, a really great um, visual that comes to mind, something that my therapist shared with me, like whenever I'm like in any kind of pickle <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. or like in kind of questiony mode, like imagine yourself, whatever is happening is on like a movie screen, but then you remove yourself and like you're, it's like you watching the screen But then if that's not enough, (laughs) go back another and it's like screen after screen after screen and you're just kind of like seeing it from the outside. I know that's like very like, yes, this is this is what it means. But if people ever have like a challenging time removing yourself from a situation, which sometimes I do, like kind of having this like imaginary scenario visual of like being inside the theater and then being inside of theater watching these like screen and screen and screen i feel like i don't know i don't know if that might help anyone i know it helps me just putting it out there if you have an inkling about your that you're being biased or not the greatest human right now um <laughs> or just you know want to be better that's a suggestion I think that's a that's a great suggestion and a good practice regardless of the situation, but especially when you feel like any sort of weird conflicting feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're coming up on time. Yeah. Shall we end with positive affirmations and, and yeah. say goodbye to folks? Yeah. Um, everyone, I'm really happy that we're here again with you all on Monday. At in Kumu, I wish you all a peaceful week, and you have the power to change anything. Oh yeah, that but was it all good. starts with you. It all starts with it you. It all starts with you. It all starts with you. That was great. And I will add that um, I also appreciate everybody uh, spending time with us today on Research Monday. I, I, I appreciate spending this time with you, Crystal, um, having an intellectual conversation that is both fun and like challenging because it helps me like think of like why I feel the way I feel about certain things. Um, it's a good exercise in like practicing that out-of-body experience that we've been talking about. Yeah. And like getting to to practice being a third person outside of the screen. Yes. Lives. That's great. Um and as as far as like positive affirmations for everybody, I think I know you are all beautiful human beings regardless of where you come from, regardless of your upbringing and background. You mm-hmm. are all beautiful. And we love you. And we love you. We love you. We love you all. We love you all. We love you all. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, with that, thank you for joining us. Make sure to follow me, Search Podcast, on Kumu, on Twitter, on Instagram, and all of the things. Follow Crystal Tugatti on Kumu, Twitter, and um, Kumu, Twitter, Instagram, and all of the things. Follow Hungry Eyes Tugatti for any food adventures from Crystal. Follow me at It's Dustin Dom on Kumu, Twitter, and Instagram, and all of the things. Thank you for being here. We love you. We love you. Bye. Thanks for listening. MeSearch is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Tugatti. Editing by Dustin Domingo. If you enjoy MeSearch, make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Also, make sure to check us out at MeSearchPodcast.com and follow us at MeSearchPodcast. We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is MeSearch, folks. Woo!